If you're an author or plan to be one, get excited because this podcast is for you. Book Marketing Mentors is the only podcast dedicated to helping you successfully market and sell your book. If you're ready for empowering conversations with successful marketing mavens, then grab a coffee or tea and listen in to your host, international best-selling author, Susan Friedman. Welcome to Book Marketing Mentors, the weekly podcast where you learn proven strategies, tools, ideas, and tips from the masters. Every week, I introduce you to a marketing master who will share their expertise to help you market and sell more books. Today, my special guest mentor of the week is book marketing coach Sandra Beckwith. Sandra is a former national award-winning publicist who now teaches authors how to be their own book publicist. She works as a book marketing coach, publishes the free Build Book Buzz e-zine, teaches an e-course on book publicity and promotion, and offers educational products that help authors become more successful. She's the author of three publicity how-to books, Build Book Buzz Publicity Forms and Templates, Publicity for Nonprofits and Streetwise Complete Publicity Plans, How to Create Publicity That Will Spark Media Exposure and Excitement. I know she's going to bring a lot of excitement to this show. So, Sandra, welcome and thank you for being this week's guest expert and mentor. Thank you, Susan. I'm thrilled to be here, and I know we will enjoy this conversation. I know that, too. So, Let's talk about building buzz with your book, since this is something I know that's near and dear to your heart. Let's start right at the beginning. When should an author start laying the groundwork and begin marketing and promoting their book? That's a great question, and I'm glad you asked it. And that is because too many authors wait until the book is done and published and up for sale before they think about the marketing. And the reason you don't want to wait that long is because your book will be most successful if you've got a ready audience just waiting to buy it as soon as it's available. And to make sure you've got that ready audience just, you know, waiting, just waiting to buy it, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, you have to lay the groundwork early. The latest I want you to start is six months before your publication date. And ideally, you'd be starting as much as a year and you'll be doing things while you're writing the book to build that platform that you need to find the natural audience for your book. And so, Susan, that platform might be it's an email list of people who opt in because they're interested in what you write about. So you've got an email list that you stay in touch with regularly. It could be public speaking on your topic. It can be media interviews. It can be blogging for your own site and maybe even doing some guest blogging on other sites as well. It can be your social media followers, you know, connecting with the right people on Twitter. And that's important. You know, you don't think in terms of how can I sell on Twitter? It's more how can I connect with the right influential people who might be in a position to help me spread the word about my book? Likewise on Facebook, the right connections on Facebook and getting a Facebook page up and getting those likes there and, you know, loading it on a regular basis with content that's relevant to your book, no matter what type of book you write. 
If it's a business book, you want to have a good profile on LinkedIn and not just the profile with your picture and your work history, but the right connections and you want to be active in the right groups and maybe even form your own group on LinkedIn if it's a business book. So there are lots of things that you can and should be doing well before your book is available for purchase to build that platform that will drive sales when it's available. And as I said, no later than six months before your publication date and sooner than that if you can. I know that many authors feel very apprehensive about putting information out there before the book is out. So you say something like a media interview. If they don't have the book yet, how would they go about having an interview then? Well, let me ask you a question, I, and I probably should have asked it sooner. Are your listeners fiction, nonfiction, or both? They tend to be primarily nonfiction, but we have you know, a smattering of fiction authors and then with some children's books as well. Let's just zero in on uh, nonfictions for this particular answer. If you are writing a nonfiction book about a subject that you know a lot about, which of course is why you're writing the book, you need to be doing media interviews, not about the book, but about the topic in the book so that you, by the time the book is available, you are positioned with your target audience as an expert and as an authority. So depending on the topic, you might be writing bylined articles for trade magazines or, again, guest blogging for blogs that reach your target audience and are about the topic that your book is about. The reason you want to be doing these kinds of interviews is you don't do the interview and say, I am writing a book called and then the title of the book. You're doing those interviews as a way to build your authority. And you can get those interviews without having a book to your credit just because of your expertise. If you know enough to write a book on the subject, you have got a resume of sorts that says you know enough to write a book about that topic. So you're well credentialed for media interviews. So again, it's not I'm writing a book and this is the title and let's talk about that. It's you're doing interviews on the topic of your book without even referencing your book. It's building your credibility and your authority. So along with that also goes the word branding with the book and then maybe building a business around the book. Can you address that topic? Building a business around a book is more relevant, again, for nonfiction than for fiction. The issue with fiction is really building a fan base of people who love your writing style and will buy whatever you write because they love what you write. With nonfiction, and authority plays into this, with nonfiction, there are so many opportunities related to, if you think of your book as a giant business card, a thick business card, you can really see the potential. I will tell you that I have three nonfiction books that have been traditionally published. Two are the publicity topics that you mentioned, small business publicity and nonprofit publicity. But my first book was a humor book about men. And I will tell you with all three books, I got nice advances from the publishers, but I earned just as much as my advance and many times more through other opportunities that came to me through my nonfiction books. And that's paid public speaking and it's consulting. 
And in one case for my humor book about men, I was a paid media spokesperson for a couple of consumer brands. And that is very lucrative work. And for me, it was very fun work. I got to talk to the press all over the country about why men do what they do or say what they say and throw a little humor into it and have fun. And to be well paid for that is a blessing, believe me. So with a nonfiction book, you know, you've got all these other opportunities, speaking, online training, you can take your book and convert it into an online workshop or an in-person workshop. So there's the training piece of it, again, consulting, and for the right topic, if there's a link to consumer products, you could also be a paid media spokesperson. So lots of ways to make money off of a nonfiction book, besides book sales. That's exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah. So let's go back and talk about some essential tools that a first-time author can use to promote their book. Yeah, you know, that's such a great question. And I try to put myself in the shoes of a first-time author when I answer questions like this. And I'm in momentary panic mode because, you know, first-time authors are probably not book marketers. They probably are not marketers at all. They probably don't really understand, you know, publicity, promotion, marketing, those kinds of terms. So I try to help them kind of focus on what makes the most sense for their book. And for all books, there's not a lot that applies to all books, but there is one tool that's essential, and that is your press release that announces the book, the book announcement press release. And here's why it's essential. Everybody wants reviews of their book, and most books deserve reviews, to be honest. And when you send your books out for review, whether it's a digital version or a printed version, when you send it out to, for example, the media, whether it's your local newspaper or whether it's a trade publication that once in a while has references to new books and gives a quick write-up of them, you need to send a book announcement press release with it that describes the book and tells readers what they will get from the book and has a little bit of information about the author and the author's credentials. A uh, book announcement press release has to go out with every review copy. Now, this is trade. They call them trade, literary, or media reviews. You don't send them out with reader review copies, but that's Reader reviews are more like reader comments. They're not, you know, true literary reviews. But when you want conventional literary reviews, you need that book announcement press release. So that's one function of it. But you can also put it in your press room on your website because then you're boosting your site's SEO because your press release will include some of the terms that people will search for when they're looking for a book like yours. And by having that press release in your website press room, you're going to help attract visitors. And should people like me who are always looking for authors to interview for articles, because I also work as a freelance writer who gets article assignments for newsletters, magazines, you know, all kinds of publications. Many times, depending on the topic, I want to interview an author. Well, I will go into Google and type in author and then what I'm looking for specifically. And if you've got your book announcement press release on your website, there's a good chance that that page will show up in my search results and I will find you on your own website. In addition, but wait, there's more. <laughs> 
You can send these out with paid press release distribution services. There are several of them online. My favorites are um, ereleases.com and PR Web. And actually, I've got links to those on my um, resource page on my Build Book Buzz site. And those are paid press release distribution services. There are also free services. The free sites do not push your press release out to the media. They house your press release on their website and they wait for people to find it there. There's a good chance the reporter is not going to find it there, but that's okay. The value to you is that your press release will have a link to your website. And so let's just call it freepressreleases.com. I don't think that exists, but as an example, your book announcement press release will be up on freepressreleases.com. It will have a link to your own website and just that one link on that site will help contribute to your search engine optimization, that SEO, which is a reflection on how easily your website gets found in an online search. Having that link back to your site boosts your search engine optimization because the more links you have out there coming back to your site, the more seriously Google and other search engines take your site. And so the higher up in the search results, your site will move for relevant search terms. And I know that's a lot, but the bottom line is use the free press release distribution sites just to get links back to your own site because it will make it easier for your readers to find your site. That's some great information. Something that you said right at the beginning of that, Sandra, was with regard to writing in the press release what the book is about. And I think this is something that I've found that many authors struggle with, and that is really being able to give a synopsis of their book in just a few sentences. Are there some tricks of the trade to be able to do that more effectively? Yes, there are. The tricks tend to focus on what you shouldn't do as much as what you should do. And as you've mentioned, in terms of what you should do, you know, you want your book description to be just a few sentences. Now, that book description goes on the back of your book if you have printed books. It goes in your book announcement press release. And it also goes on your retail sales page online, whether you're using Amazon or Smashwords or BarnesandNoble.com, wherever you sell it online. But let's be honest, Amazon sells 75% of all books purchased online. So you do want to have it on Amazon. The mistakes that authors make the most with this is that they struggle, first of all, to answer that question, you know, what is the book about? And if you've figured it out for the back of your book cover, you want to use that in other locations. But you need to be able to distill it down to a couple of sentences. And my best advice for that is to pretend you're talking to your mother. And she'll say, honey, what is your book about? Or that's what she'll say if she sounds like my mother. You know, honey, what is your book about? Tell me about your book. Your brother told me you're writing a book, but I don't know anything about it. So. What would you say to your mother about the book? And again, you know, if it's a business book or a technical book, you probably wouldn't use really technical language. 
with your mother, and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. The more accessible your book description is, the more likely you are to get people engaged in purchasing it. So pretend you're talking to somebody, you know, in your family, uh, whether it's your mother, a sibling, a neighbor, a friend who's outside your industry. Pretend you're explaining it to them and work on getting it down to a few sentences and then test it with other people. Test it. Send out your paragraph book description to people who you can trust to be honest. And that might be only two people, but that's okay. Take advantage of them. You want them to give you honest feedback. Give it to them and say, do you understand what this book is about? And then come back to me and say, what's your understanding of what the book is about without repeating my language? Focus on explaining it to somebody who isn't aware and then test what you've got. But also be careful to have the right information in there. With some, I have read book descriptions, especially with sometimes with people I coach or who take one of my courses. And I have to go back to them and say, I don't know if your book is fiction or a memoir, or I can't tell if your book is fiction or nonfiction. I just was contacted recently by an author who, and I don't want to say the title because I don't want him to be identified, but he told me, here's the title of my book. Here's what it's about. And I'm thinking, okay, nonfiction, got it. Then over the weekend, I see a Facebook ad for his book, and the ad is written like the book is fiction. Well, now I'm really confused. Is it fiction or nonfiction? I shouldn't be confused. It should be really clear. So make sure it is really clear and make sure that it's accurate. That's really important. And then one of the common mistakes I see And this, of course, is more in self-published books than those that are traditionally published, is that they have spelling mistakes, they have punctuation mistakes, they have grammar mistakes, and the most common mistake is capitalizing words that shouldn't be capitalized. If your book description is written in a way that says to me, this person doesn't read books and therefore doesn't understand grammar, punctuation, capitalization, things like that, I'm going to think that the book isn't very good. And I might be wrong. Your book might be amazing. But if your description is loaded with clues that you aren't a writer, naturally a writer, and you don't read books, I'm going to walk away from your book. And that might be a mistake on my part, but it's a mistake that hurts you as much as it hurts me. So make sure you have it professionally edited, just as you've hopefully had your entire book professionally edited. I'm just taking this all in. I'm drinking out of the fire hose here. So thank you. Do you want me to turn down the water a little bit? Not at all. Not (laughs) at all. You've mentioned a few mistakes that authors make. Let's talk about in more general, the common mistakes overall with regard to marketing and promotion that you found that authors make. Okay, I'll start with one that's big. It's really big. Many, many authors don't know who their target audience is for their book. They don't know who is most likely to buy their book. I will say, well, who's the audience for your book? And they will say, well, all women over the age of 21. Eh, that's not right. It's rarely all women over the age of 21. And sometimes I even hear, well, everyone, everyone could benefit from my book. 
Well, probably not. And even though a lot of people could benefit from your book, it is most likely that a much smaller subset of everyone is most likely to buy and love your book. So you have to take some effort to really figure out who is your natural reader. Now, if you write cozy mysteries, you can do research online to find out who reads cozy mysteries and then do what it takes to get your book title in front of those people. If you write maybe a self-help book for women, chances are that you can narrow your audience down. It's a self-help book for women, but it's probably women of a certain age. Maybe they're married or not married. Maybe they're empty nesters. Maybe they live in the country, but not in the city. There's a lot of work that needs to be done so that you understand who is most likely to love your book. And the reason you want to do that is the more specific you are with your target audience, the more likely you are to reach them. And then, therefore, the more likely you are to sell books. So that's one, is not knowing enough about your audience and not doing the work it takes to know who your audience is. Another common mistake is relying completely on social media for book promotion because you can, because social media is out there. The reason you don't want to do that is because when many people do that, they're spending a little time here, a little time there, a little time there, and a little time somewhere else. They're spread very thin over many social networks. And because they don't know who their audience is, they don't know what networks their audience is using. So, you know, a lot of people put all their effort into Twitter. Well, if your target audience is a female empty nester, for example, you're probably not going to find her on Twitter. You should be over on Pinterest. That's where she's hanging out. Just using social media alone is probably going to spread you too thin and in the wrong places. But you also, there are so many other options out there. You know, Susan, when I first started writing and publishing books, there was no social media. So I had to do things like speaking, which is still valid, events, still valid, publicity, again, still valid. There are so many other things you can do beyond social media that include, I would call guest blogging a non-social media activity because it's not Twitter, Facebook, that sort of thing. I don't think a blog is a social network, although I think some people might label it that way. So I think that once you know who your audience is, then you know, should you be doing radio interviews or should you be on, again, Pinterest instead of Twitter? Once you know who your audience is, you will know more about where to reach them. And that's not necessarily on social media. And I'll give you just one more. And that is too many authors copy what they see other authors doing without giving any thought as to whether that approach is the best one for their book. Book marketing is not a one-size-fits-all proposition. Your book marketing approach needs to be built around where you will find the natural readers for your book. And Susan, the natural reader for your book is probably not the same natural reader as my book. So I shouldn't necessarily do what you're doing just because I think you're wonderful. I need to be doing what's right for my book. And if you're going to copy somebody, the best advice I could give you is to copy somebody 
who is in your genre and who is very successful. Don't copy somebody in your writing group who is in your genre and hasn't sold any books because they probably haven't figured that out yet. Find somebody who is successful and let them be in your niche or your genre. Make sure that they're targeting the same audience as you and copy them. But the other side of that is that maybe that person is doing a lot of speaking and maybe you don't want to do a lot of speaking or you aren't in a position to. You have to realize that what works for them is not going to be the best fit for you. And you do need to take yourself into account. How much time do you have? How much money do you have? What comes easily and naturally to you? And what do you enjoy doing? I'm a writer, so I will guest blog until the cows come home because that's who I am. But I have to remind myself that I should be doing things other than guest blogging, and I do. But that's what comes easily and naturally to me, so I am more likely to do that than I am to do something else. That's so true because I gravitate to things that I enjoy doing, and I'm leaving some uh, things out that I should do. In any event, I love the idea of saying that marketing your book is a not a one-size-fits-all, which is perfect because I say that and finding your natural reader, finding who that natural reader really is and where they hang out is uh, excellent. So what's the best way for our listeners to contact you, Sandra? You've got such a wealth of information. I'm sure they want to find out more. Thank you. You know, I always recommend that people subscribe to my free newsletter. It comes out once a week, every Wednesday morning. It always has lots of free tips and advice and discounts and all kinds of other great information. And when you subscribe, you can also get a free copy of my favorite resource, my top five free book promotion resources. And the way to get that and to get on the newsletter email list is just to go to buildbookbuzz.com slash gift. So that's buildbookbuzz.com slash gift. And to reach me by email, it's my first initials, SB, S as in Sandra, B as in Beckwith, at buildbookbuzz.com, SB at buildbookbuzz.com. And if you could leave our listeners with a golden nugget, what would that be, Sandra? Ooh, I hope it's golden and not silver or bronze. But that nugget would be start looking into building an email list if you aren't doing it already. If you aren't doing it yet, you could be a little intimidated by it. And what I'd like you to do if you aren't doing it yet, but even if you are, is start adding yourself to the email lists of other people. And the reason I suggest that is because there are lots of ways to handle email. And there are right ways and there are wrong ways and there are okay ways. But in order for you to understand how you want to handle email for your books, it really helps to see how others are doing it. Once you get on a lot of lists and start to study how other people do it, you start to form your own thoughts about what you're comfortable with and what might work for you based on what you know about your readers. So ease into it by lurking, by looking at what other people are doing, using that to guide your opinions, and then moving forward with the whole start your list process 
once you feel comfortable with the idea of how you will stay in touch with your fans. Thank you. Thank you for all that dynamite information, exciting as I knew it would be. And thank you all for taking time out of your precious day to listen to this interview. And I sincerely hope that it sparked some ideas you can use to sell more books. Here's wishing you much book marketing success. The time is now to take action and finally build your book selling empire. And the great news is that Susan is here to help you. Visit bookmarketingmentors.com and sign up for a free 15-minute book marketing strategy session with Susan. She'll help you discover your first steps to marketing and selling your book. Only those who take action are rewarded. So visit bookmarketingmentors.com and we'll see you again next week.